Er, er. I don't know. That was probably a line from it. I vaguely remember this movie. <laughs> it was a while ago. Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big, uh, Tusky opinion. I, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. It's like, late. It's late, guys. Uh, it's late. I. I, I can't remember much about this movie, to be honest. Well, Troy, maybe it'll give you a, a chance to relive it through our right. words. Okay. Sweet deal. So, the movie we're reviewing today is Tusk. In our... Episode... Uh, tying in with a theme of a bit of a capture. Yeah. It's a controversial director directing a film involving someone that gets uh, abducted. Captured. Yeah. Yes. We talked about Split, and then we were like, well, we need to do a flashback episode, and this is the closest I can come to. <laughs> uh, and it's going to be Tusk. But I mean... Like, when I was thinking back to this, I feel like Kevin Smith and M. Night Shyamalan have, like, reverse career careers, paths? where it's like, I feel like M. Night Shyamalan is making better films now, and Kevin Smith is making worse films now, and I was like, reverse, where I feel like okay. Kevin Smith had his better, his better films earlier. I agree with that. Yeah. But... I think M. Night had a bit of a dip in the middle, and now he's on an upswing. Okay. Maybe I can see Because he that. started strong. He did. He got that, that first initial one, and then Unbreakable's pretty good. Yep. And then he just went downhill from there until I'm he like, made Lady in the Water. That makes no fucking sense. Never seen Lady in the Water. Always forget about Lady in Avoid the Water. Avoid it. <laughs> if, if we start hitting each other, I'm going to put it in our itinerary just to fuck with you. <laughs> Because that movie fucking sucks. What's, what's M. Night's... Uh, what's his track record here? So he's got Sixth Sense, Unbreakable. Was The Village after that? I want to say The Village is next. And then... Maybe The Happening? I want to say maybe it's that too. I thought there was maybe one between that. Because that seems like a big gap. I know. Uh, then he ends up making uh, that Avatar movie. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Molly are watching the animated series, and it's it gets pretty good around like the halfway point. Yeah, I heard it's great. I just don't. I just can't. Yeah, find it, it's just that the energy. To she watch said it. that the, she even went and saw the movie, and she said it's it's dog shit. <laughs> and then after that, I think he took like a break. Yeah, unless he made Lady in the Water after that, but I think he made it before. Yeah, Lady in the Water fucking sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I it is, always forget. It is fucking awful. <laughs> it's literally like twist the movie where he's just like he just puts all these twist fucking people the in there movie. where it's like, see, this person was this thing all along. Like it's just like the whole movie is like fucking. Uh, it, it's supposed to be like a story storybook, and like <laughs> this hotel has to recreate the story to save the world or some shit. And then it's like, wait a minute, we thought this guy was this character, but it's actually he's supposed to be this character. Where, shut the fuck up! This is awful. This is dog shit. Terrible. So I'm trying to look up his filmography right now, and so when you search him. It becomes, he's like, M. Night Shyamalan. Underneath, it's producer, comma, lady in the water. <laughs> I'm like, why of all things would you say that then? Lady in the water is fucking awful. See all filmography. Uh, like, she lives in a pool. Director. <laughs> it's so... Paul Giamatti's in it. I feel uh, bad for him. So his breakout hit, he did two movies before Sixth Sense, but his breakout hit is Sixth Sense, yeah. Unbreakable, Signs. Oh, yeah, that's Which right. is fairly strong. It's okay. The Village, then Lady in the Water. Oh, God. Then The Happening, then The Last Airbender, and then uh, he did After Earth, which I forgot about. That's right. About. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, then he did a few episodes of Wayward Pines. The Visit, but that's after... The Visit's good, though. That's after... He's on an upswing. Yeah. And then he did Split, which yeah. we reviewed last week. Yeah. And then 
Um, Glass. There's one in between that says Untitled M. Night Shyamalan Project. One episode. I don't know what that is, so I'm going to discount it. I know he was, like, rumored to, like, start, uh, like, um, to start, like, Tales from the Crypt or something. Mm. I think he was going to, like, start doing, like, episodes of that, but then they, like, kiboshed it. Hmm. Maybe that's what they're talking about. Probably. Who knows? Anyway, so you got to see a big old dip and a swing. Yeah. <laughs> that... Even though his upswing is pretty short with the visit and split. Yeah. We'll see what Glass does. If we ever want, if we ever get to the point where we want to kill ourselves, we should do an episode on Lady in the Water. I don't think that's absolutely <laughs> necessary at all. <laughs> Lady in the Water is fucking awful. Uh, but this episode, we're reviewing Tusk. Yeah. <laughs> Something that's not involved with M. Night Shyamalan at all. Kevin Smith. Uh, but Tusk. Kevin Smith, I think the only real redeeming movie of Kevin Smith that I really like is Chasing Amy. Everything else, I can take or leave. I, Dogma's pretty good, though. I like Dogma. I really like Clerks 2. I think I like it more than the first Clerks, Maybe, to be honest. I should go back and revisit Clerks 2. I haven't revisited it in a while, but I remember liking it, and I even on a rewatch, I liked it. Okay. Um, But I don't even remember... What was the reason we reviewed Tusk in the first place? Um, I'll, I'll include it in this. But uh, we bring up how uh, we ripped it apart because we saw the trailer for Yoga Hosers and thought it was dog shit. Okay. So, and then we started ripping apart Tusk, and then it's like, didn't even see it? And then we said no, and it's like, well, we should probably give it the benefit of the doubt and actually watch it. Okay. So then we watched it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, then you get the review that you're going to listen to tonight. All right. So I, uh... We reviewed this even before we got to our 100th episode. It was the show right before our 100th episode. <laughs> the only this, is show, <laughs> this is episode 99. <laughs> the only reason I know that is because when I was reaching out to people to want to give like good blessings to you for our 100th episode, yeah. I reached out to my uh, paper keg friends when they were doing their podcast still, and they're like, you even put yourself through the <laughs> through reviewing Tusk. And I'm like, oh my god, that's a timestamp on this bad boy. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it was the show right before our 100th episode. My god. You know we're already past 200? We're like in the two, we're clo- we're approaching 300 oh, episodes. Man. Well then we should, we'll only celebrate every odd numbered 100 <laughs> episode. I, sh- I should go f- try to figure out we what should we're do 300 on. for our 300th episode <laughs> okay <laughs> i haven't seen it in a while do the 300 sequel oh no <laughs> i've never seen it <laughs> all right <laughs> it's weird because they try and do a sequel slash prequel in the same thing where you're like oh, that oh, sounds like a terrible idea god for damn it episodes. yeah it's it's a legit like the biggest cash grab of a movie i've ever seen Ugh. Well, maybe I'll figure that out in the next coming weeks or so, what number we're actually on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Look forward to that. This is the longest intro we've ever probably ever done for a flashback. <laughs> well, I want to make it at least decent, because I know I don't think anyone's going to like Toss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think we ended up liking it either. Not like no. a huge surprise to anyone. But yeah. uh... Like I said, I think we, we've talked more about a documentary we saw <laughs> on Kevin Smith talking about Tusk. Then we do Tusk. <laughs> well, with that being said, let's just sit back and like let's enjoy yeah. our review for Tusk. Let let our younger selves divulge you into the wonders that is Tusk. That's right. Uh, so that that's gonna that's gonna do it. If you want to hit us up on social medias, you can do so. We're at JT. Uh, Bucky for everyone for me on everything. Sweet. Hit me up at Troy to the Max. If you have a feelings about Tux, Tusk, you want to send to the group, do it at Review Review Pod on Twitter. Oh, yeah. We'll give you all that at the end. Yes. I'm just saying up front, if you want to hit us up here, yeah. if you don't why are, we, why are you making us about... do this? <laughs> That's where you can hit us up at. There you go. Uh, but anyway, uh, enjoy the show, and we'll see you back on Thursday for our review of Glass. Yes. So enjoy Tusk starting right now. Reviewing Tusk. Yep. Last week. Now. Yeah. Episode 98. We got in a little bit of a debate. We talked about Kevin Smith's newest movie coming out, 
with uh, the release of the trailer yes. of Yoga Hosers. And yep. we did we weren't too keen on it. Mm-mm. Actually put near <laughs> put near pretty blasphemy towards it. Yeah, quite negative. Not big fans of it. Not quite favorable. To which we started talking about his last movie, Tusk. To which we both found out we n- neither of us have seen it. And then we kind of sort of shit all over that too. <laughs> but to be fair, being not seeing it, both of us thought it'd be take the honest man's route. Yeah. We've heard from other people that they didn't like it. True. But we're reviewers. We have That's a right. review show. Why wouldn't we watch review review? Why wouldn't we watch it? That's right. So we took it upon ourselves to acquire the film. Yeah. Pop it in. We had a joint venture viewing party. We did. We got together. That's right. This last Monday, you, me, Chelsea Danger, for parts of it, her will, (laughs) kicking and screaming, (laughs) Um, watched Tusk, and it happened. It was the thing that happened. It was the thing that happened. Now, do. It, it did come out in 2014, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think so. So I don't know if we should do if we should do a, a spoiler-free thought process and then go into spoilers, or if we should just whatever. I say we should. We can do a little bit of a spoiler-free one for okay. the people who don't want to. Maybe they just haven't gotten to it yet. Okay. Such as ourselves. Okay, that's true. That's true. Um, so the movie kind of starts as. Um, these two people, mm-hmm. Justin Long and, uh, shoot, what's his friggin' H-J-O, name? H.J.O., Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment are podcasters. Yep. Close, a close connection to yes. Kevin Smith's heart. Yes. Um, they hear this story in which a man wants, uh, well, actually it's based on a real story, if I could put it out there right now. Yeah. Where they actually, in Kevin Smith's actual Smodcast show, read a story in which this guy, um, I think runs like Airbnb or whatever. Not yeah. who runs it, but he has one. It's like, you can stay at my house as long as for two hours a day, you dress in a walrus suit. Yeah. And like eat fish and yeah. like be a walrus, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so they spun it off into this whole movie. Yeah. Well, well, that's not even the reason he goes to Canada. Like, it's another story. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, this isn't, this is actually real life. Yeah. How the the movie got created or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, anyway, in the movie, they kind of take that premise and uh, put it on its head a little bit. There's like a viral video that comes out in which the Justin Long character, their podcast is called The Nazi Party. But I got some things to say about that. Which is N O T. S E E, yeah, the not C party, yeah. Okay, yep. well, we'll talk about that. Well, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I'm just giving them the premise of the of the movie. <laughs> so they want to go interview this. Essentially, it's the Star Wars kid video. If he was playing with a real sword, yeah. ends up chopping his leg off. I got, yeah, okay, yeah. And so they go and they want to interview this kid. Turns out he goes up there, and the kid. Like, this is all early in the movie. This oh, yeah. is not really a spoiler. Yeah. It's setting yeah. up the rest of the movie. Yeah. The kid committed suicide. Yeah. Because of all the negative feedback he got on the internet. Yeah. And so, now he's looking for a new story. He goes to the bathroom, <laughs> which he does several times in this movie. Yeah. We'll get to it. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and he sees this uh, note on the wall pinned up in the men's, in the men's restroom. Yeah. Sp- pretty much explaining, like what the real story was that the this movie is based off of mm-hmm. this guy want he's a a travel very well traveled man and he wants people to uh stay at his house or whatever yeah or he's got a house to stay at and you can learn yep. stories or whatever mm-hmm. um and then once J- justin long then, decides to go there and then foils ensue from there yes and then <laughs> it, it turns into more of like a horror story from that yeah. point on yeah uh, so that's necessarily that's the uh, story of Tusk yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, overall review of the movie. 
I'm going to say generally negative. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a... It... I don't think it was really great. <laughs> I, I don't know. From... From a, a very broad range perspective, there was some stuff in there where it had a lot of potential, but it either felt like it either felt like he did not put enough time into it to actually flush it out to like maintain to like pull out like its real potential, or he was really into trying to make this a comedy and like almost to the point where he was forcing it. In a way. Sometimes. Like, I, forcing it to a point where it's, like, it's not even funny. He just wants it to be, like, he's des- so desperate to make this a comedy that he just throws stuff in there. Yeah. And there's some parts of this I couldn't tell if he thought it was funny or if he wanted it to be, like, creepy. Like, I couldn't tell. I like, I don't know. The fr- Like, when it comes to stuff like that, I don't mind that. It's just that the parts that are genuinely supposed to be funny are oh oh yeah 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 yeah. um but i agree with you that there is a good movie in here somewhere yeah and i to me i can easily find it and i could probably extract that and build a movie around that center point yeah but i'll get to that more that when we Start oh, yeah. breaking in spoilers, yeah. which we could probably do right now. And then when the movie's old enough, yeah, it's seen not. It, yeah, if you don't want to hear any spoilers for it, just go ahead and tune out. Yeah. I think, unless you're a huge Kevin Smith fan, or you're just a fan of horror in general, or you just like analyzing, I think this is for as bad as it is. I think it's an interesting movie. Yeah, like like I went back and just thought about it, and it I was actually it actually made me excited for like like past movies and even like a future movie that I really I wasn't too in, like wasn't too excited about but like watching this and thinking about it it actually made me more excited for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's jump into some spoiler territory. Yeah, okay. Anything you wanted to talk about right off the bat? Off the bat, I actually took some notes for this on my oh, phone. Oh, good. Let me pull it up. Son. <laughs> any any uh big points you wanted to bring up about the movie. Yeah, if uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up is the like good movie that I saw in there. Okay. So the two podcasters, Justin Long's character and Haley Joel Osment, yeah, they're like best friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, with their podcast called the Nazi Party, yeah, Justin Long is um he he goes and travels and does an interview. And he comes back with a story and explains it to his partner. Yeah. Who did not see whatever he was doing. That's true. That's the name of the show. Yeah. So while he's away, um, Haley Joel Osment's character is fucking his girlfriend. Is fucking his girlfriend. <laughs> because you find out like the Justin Long character is like a huge dick. And he's fucking everybody else. And he's yeah. And so that's the story I think they should have revolved around. Because yeah. even though it's probably cliche and it's done been done a million times, that was the most interesting part of this movie to me. Yeah. Was this. But I did really like uh oh shoot, what, what's his name? Ray Parks? The old uh, guy in it. Michael Parks. Michael Parks. It? Yeah, yep. yeah. I really actually liked his character in it. Yeah. Because he just shot from the moon. Mm-hmm. And I re- even though he's chewing scenery, I really liked him in oh, this movie. Yeah. And Kill Bill especially. He's like my favorite part of Kill Bill. Yeah. In both movies. like Even in, uh, in Kill Bill 2, he plays two different characters and you wouldn't even expect him. You wouldn't even notice it. Yeah. Like he's... He's actually a really versatile actor. I wish he would do more stuff. Yeah. Well, he did Red State too. Yeah. As like the pre- I I liked him in Red State. As well. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. I just wish he would get more work because he's really fucking good. Yeah. And even though he's like, actually, okay, when Justin Long first meets him and he's kind of sitting in like the his like little parlor area. Yeah. And like he's just regaling him with stories, which you may not know if they're true or not. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming not, but. uh they, I was like hooked, like I w- wanted to listen to more of these. The way Michael Parks told these stories, yeah, 
I was like, this is, I could listen to this guy for the whole movie. Yeah. Like, you could tell, there was, like, you can see that there's definitely, like, a screw loose. Because he, he definitely acts mildly crazy. Yeah, a little goofy. But he seems like, but, like, for, like, somebody who's, like, lived that sort of life, there would be kind of, like, some eccentricities to you where you would be, like, acting kind of off the wall. Yeah, a little bit left to center. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that aspect of the movie, um, but I also found Justin Long's character to be the most annoying motherfucker in the movie. I made a note of it that I didn't give a fuck about what happened to Justin Long in this movie because he was just, there was nothing sympathetic about him at all. No. He's an asshole. Yeah. He's an adulterer. Yeah. He is... Like just rude altogether, just annoying. Like, yeah, like even when even when the guy was like telling stories, like he would talk more about himself than yeah. like, oh really? Yeah, well I did this once, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, and it's like shut the shut up. Yeah, like, he's not even like the annoying character that you want to see die in a movie. Like no. he's just plain annoying. Yeah, you just wish you would leave. Yeah, like s- just shut up. Yeah, like I don't want to hear you. They anymore. even do like flashbacks where they just try and like. Like, I don't know if it was, like, a flashback to try and get you to, like, get sympathy for him and his relationship with his girlfriend or just to establish a relationship in general. But, like, even in those scenes, like, he's more or less just complaining that he she's not blowing him enough. Yeah. And it's like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, no sympathy. Like, so even when he does get eventually turned into this walrus person and he's, like, horrifically screaming throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. It's like... I don't care, yeah. dude. You, you don't d- deserve you're an my asshole. sympathy. Yeah, you're just an asshole. From the moment I met you, you're an asshole. Yeah. They like do scenes where she's like, I remember when you used to be the old Wallace and you did this. Yeah, but you and never I like, well, saw Well, I don't that. fucking know who. Yeah. Like, whatever. You only hear, but you never see him. Like, you never get to build up to like. I mean, you, you know how he got to there because he got famous and he became a dick. Yeah. Which also. A podcaster pulling in a hundred grand a year? Get the fuck out of here. A podcast called the Nazi Party? (laughs) Pulling in a hundred grand? Like, imagine you go to, like, a fucking... You go to this fucking, uh, like, like this hall, or there's, like, this banquet hall, and you're like, hey, we're actually pretty pretty popular. Can we do our show here? And like, oh, yeah, sure. What's it called? The Nazi Party? (laughs) The Nazi Party. Yeah. You want to put on a show called the Nazi Party yeah. at my venue. Yeah. How many people would just tell him to go fuck off? Every 100% of <laughs> them. Yeah. I mean, granted, yeah, it's a pun. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. But it's still marketing. Yeah. Like, even if it's even if it's like, no, see, it's Nazi. And it's like, no. People are going to hear that and be like, oh, we hate Jews. Granted, they do use that like as a joke in the movie. They do. Where they're trying to call in the police. But there's no like, way. Yeah, there's no way that you can fucking get success off of that if your name is the Nazi Party. It's true. I don't know. It, <laughs> I I found it pretty offensive, <laughs> to be honest. They even do think they show like posters in the background, and it's like them dressed as like Nazis and stuff, and yeah. it's like. My so you're God. not even you're not even trying to be coy about it. Like you're actually <laughs> embracing the fact that it is a pun off of Nazi. Yeah, it's not even a play on words anymore. Yeah, yeah. you're just being. Yeah, you just like being Nazis, and you're like, no, it's Nazi. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Um, on a more positive note, if I could flip back to that, okay. I really liked Haley Joel Osment in this movie. Yeah, like I want to see him in more stuff. I know I, he has a movie on Netflix called Sex Ed that I really want to check out. Oh yeah, I saw a trailer for that. It looked interesting. Yeah, he he, just, he plays like a, a a teacher for like a sex sex education class, and then word gets out that he's actually a virgin. So then like the the classmates start like poking fun he, at him. Well, like yeah, poking fun, but then they actually like try and get him laid in the end. Hmm. So it's like I don't know. Yeah, but no, Haley Joel Osment was actually seemed pretty good. Like I know like people that give him shit because he like gain like a bunch of weight and he's like kind of fat now sure but like even being like a bigger dude like he seems pretty like he he wears it pretty well yeah he does and he's, he's yeah and he he's like he's actually a really good actor but the last time we saw him was like what when he was like 13 <laughs> like, yeah 
now he's like 10 years later he's like actually an adult so yeah who cares but yeah, yeah. i i that was another positive of the movie yeah but like, like oh, the scenes that him and the uh, justice long's girlfriend shared i actually kind of liked oh yeah even that flashback scene with them yeah well, you don't really see it too. They don't even really talk to each other that much in the flashback scene. It's just kind of like her talking. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I, anything with Justin Long and I didn't like almost at all. Oh yeah. Well, no, no. I'm talking about with Haley Joel Osment and oh, the okay. Girl, uh, okay. Not okay. With the, well, yeah, their flashback scene I didn't really care much about. Yeah, yeah. But oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. This movie. Yeah. Well, once it finally gets to like the body horror aspect of the movie yeah it, it it i mean it really changes tone from there but i expected it to be yeah going into that route but uh i did have a note about like the tone changes in this because uh after we watched this there was a thing on the blu-ray yeah called like 20 years to tusk yeah which it's like kevin it's basically like a kevin smith interview where he talks about like his entire career leading up to making Tusk. Yeah. And uh, he brings up Pulp Fiction in it and how he loved, like, the tone changes in it because, like, you, you can be in a really tense scene and then something will happen where, as grotesque as it may be, it's such a shift in what was happening that you almost laugh at it. hmm And, like, Pulp Fiction, yeah. If you ever, Pulp Fiction does it beautifully. Like, they do that shit awesome. And I feel like Kevin Smith... In that sense, and even like like doing the flashbacks and stuff like that, I feel like he tries to replicate that feeling uh-huh. in this movie, but he does it so like it's like if somebody if like somebody asked like went up to somebody and asked like, hey, what makes Pulp Fiction so great? And they said, oh, the the tone changes in the in the flashbacks, and then it was like, oh, sweet, so I'll just do that in my next movie, and it'll be just as good as Pulp Fiction <laughs> because it's done. I don't know, like the tone changes in this are not. Because of, uh, like, like in Pulp Fiction, the the best things about the tone changes in that is because it's not, uh, it doesn't seem like it's outside of this reality. Like, it's basically like a weird thing happens and the characters that are just thrown into the situation and they're not leaving, they're not, like, changing what their character is. They're just reacting to what's happening. Uh-huh. And that's what makes it funny. And this, I feel like he just, he throws characters in this universe that don't even belong just to make it funny and it just it doesn't strike you as funny it strikes you as awkward yeah and i and probably in um it, it doesn't really work in tusk because like it plays out like a horror movie and even though it does do a change in tone like the main character of the the movie has no like stakes in the game at this point. Like he's yeah. helpless. The he's just progressing through the movie at this point. He doesn't have a like a part of his own destiny. Yeah. Whereas in Pulp Fiction, like things would happen, and the main characters could still maneuver in the movie. They could still react to stuff. Whereas yeah. like Justin Long's character is like now along for the ride. Yeah. And like kind of helpless. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really work. But in Red, like Red State, is a different story because I feel like. It doesn't necessarily change in tone, but, like, it definitely zigs where you thought it was going to zag. Okay. And I felt like it worked in that, even though it's not exactly the same thing we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, I felt in that movie, it um, took unexpected twists and you didn't see coming for the positive. Yeah. Like, well, to take another Kevin Smith movie in terms of tone changes and Dogma, mm-hmm. like, Dogma, there's some... And there's a, it's like a perfect example of like doing the correct tone changes because in that all the tone changes seem to happen with uh, Bartleby and Loki mm-hmm. played by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. But it's kind of more of like it's a tone change because like they're doing horrible things, but how they're reacting to it is the comedy because they're angels. They've seen it all. Mm-hmm. So like they'll go into a room and murder everybody, yeah. and then another like, oh shit, I got something in my shoe, and then yeah. that's funny, but that's because that's, you can see how they react to that, because fucking Loki was like the person that would come down and kill all the, 
He was the person that came down and killed the firstborn. Mm-hmm. Like, why would he fuck? Would he care if he killed a fucking boardroom full of executives? Yeah, yeah. So of course he'd react that way. But it's funny to us because we just saw him murder a bunch of people. So like, like we would be shocked, but he just treats it like it's nothing. Yeah, like that's a perfect way. That's like a perfect uh, example of a tone change in a movie. Right. Like not leaving what a character's what a character will react to, but in this it's like off the wall <laughs> yeah it's i don't know it's, it's not that good um the, I, you brought up the 20 years to tusk tusk part on the yeah. dvd that was actually very interesting yeah i could have watched a lot more of that mm-hmm. that was the best part of the dvd i yeah, thought yeah and i think like we usually don't talk about it's our it's the curse of our friendship now we don't talk about something until we do the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like when we watched the show i think both of us had the unanimous like decision that was the best part of the movie was oh, yeah. what we just saw mm-hmm. because it, it took all of his past work and where he like from clerks and he uh did all these other movies up into a point where he got to this um where he didn't want to make movies anymore yeah because he got burnt out by him, and he's like, I don't have any other stories to tell, yeah. but now I'm going to go into this podcasting business. And now, when he did that, like, a story came along, and it, like, people could, it showed him, like, people the, like, the initial spark in how, like, movies are made. Like, I have this idea, and I want to, like, make it into fruition and yeah. make it into a movie. Mm-hmm. And that was very interesting, like, how, and he made sure he kept people in on the ground level, like, yeah, making sure he's everyone saw the process of how it was made. That is super interesting. Yeah, but like the final product, I don't think lives up to all the build up to and I, it. Yeah, and I think that is that's interesting. But I think it was also kind of a detriment because I feel like there were some elements in there that I think if it wasn't so public, he might have changed leading up to actually making the movie because yeah. I don't think he had the budget or the preparedness to make it a man turning into a walrus movie. Yeah, I mean, he, it would cost $3 million to make, he said. That's a, that's yeah. still a chunk of change. And also, like, he had this whole campaign on Twitter as well, whether he should make the movie or not. Like, walrus, yes, or walrus, no. Yeah. And a majority of people said walrus, yes. So, like, it can't all be put on Kevin Smith. Because maybe he didn't really have that full-fleshed idea yet. And maybe we saw that in the movie we watched. Yeah. But, like, people wanted to see it. Yeah. So, like, I feel like... Who's the judge? I feel like if it was another animal, like, something that was more... Like, something that was more, like, plausible with the budget that he had, maybe it would have been a better... Like, follow the same storyline, but not make it a walrus. Make it something that would be more believable... To turn a man, to turn like a human into, to where it's like a story of like somebody who's so obsessed with this, an- so obsessed with this animal that they feel like they're giving this gift of turning them into this animal, and then at the end they actually do become it, but in that same sense they still have a little bit of humanity left in them. Yeah. Like I feel like that's like the main basis of this movie, but to make him a walrus. And, like, the means of trying to make him into a walrus were just so off-the-wall bananas that it was, like... See, I don't even think that's the craziest part to me. Because, like, I think the craziest part is when he does become full walrus. Like, he almost... He doesn't embrace it. That's not the right word. But he kind of does. Yeah. Like, he just does walrus stuff. Like, day one, he starts eating raw fish off the floor. Well, that's all you have to eat. I get that. I mean, I get that. But, like, then in the end of the movie, like, he's just a walrus. Yeah. Like, in this zoo. Like I think if this movie would, took place over a longer period of time, that would be more interesting. Like, sure. it feels like this movie would took place over, like, the course of a month. I don't think somebody would embrace being a full walrus in less than a month. Yeah. Like, I, if it was done, like, over, like, if they don't find him for, like, three or four years where this guy's continually... Feeding him fish, and he's telling still him to do alive. this, yeah, yeah. and he's still alive, and he's to the point where it's like I've been this for so long that I'm just embracing that I'm a walrus now. Yeah, and then it's and then you get to that point where it's like, okay, yeah, he's a walrus. There's no saving him, but then he still shows that glimmer of humanity. Like that would be an interesting ending to this. 
but the I, fact that it yeah. feels like it takes place over such a l- short, short period of time yeah a couple days like it makes no i don't i can't see yeah like i thought it'd be more interesting if he like tries to kill himself like I, he doesn't really does he does he try to drown himself in that one scene i don't think he does no i think he just can't swim yeah but like i thought it'd be more interesting like if he is like continually just trying to kill himself and that guy is keeping him alive. Yeah. Like a Michael Parks character is like, yeah. no, you can't die on me now or whatever, Walrus. Yeah. Like, but, and then like maybe like Haley Joel Osment and the girlfriend character come in at the end and like put him out of his misery or something. They're, I don't know. They're, <laughs> the Haley Joel Osment and the girlfriend in this, their motivations to be so adamant to finding him do not strike me as, like, there's that scene where they're just talking pure shit about him yeah and then they get that phone call where it's like, oh we gotta find him we gotta find him we gotta find him yeah and it's like okay yeah but granted they are like uh, i didn't <laughs> that didn't bother me because they are like the two closest people in his life they are but it's like they just went through this whole scene of them like she was about ready to give up him on him altogether because of how much he cheats on her and yeah. treats her like shit yeah and then he was like that comforting like even, like, he got that phone call from him, and he saw that he was getting this phone call from him, and he was just like, ah, oh, fuck you, dude, and, like, just tosses it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they just kind of felt guilty, like, he's our last hope, so we have to help him, or what, but it just seemed like they were, like, on their last legs with him, where they just didn't even know if they should even stick with him altogether. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, man. But... Yeah, uh, let me pull up some more. Got any more notes? Like I pull up I'm some more talking e- points. <laughs> I've pretty much exhausted everything I, I kind of wanted to say about it. Um, yeah the the Johnny Depp. Oh yeah, Johnny Depp's in this detective movie. character. Okay, that scene where he sat down in that restaurant with him. Yeah, I that was the longest scene in any movie. <laughs> That's ever been made. I think there was a longer scene involving him. <laughs> that scene was awful. Like, I wanted it to turn to you as like, how is this scene still going? <laughs> I Here's my thing on, like, the Johnny Depp character. Like, that's He's like... not even credited in this movie. Did you know that? Really? Because I went to look for his name in the credits, and it just gave his character name in it. <laughs> like, it didn't give, like, Johnny Depp as this person. <sighs> Fuck. It's like... Like, when I saw it, I feel like like Johnny Depp was, like, the encompassment of this character, of, like, this movie, where it's, like, I saw bits and pieces of, of like, the character that he's playing that were, like, redeemable, where I was, like, this could be really interesting. And then they'll just, like, do, like, a thing here and there, and I'm, like, no, that rubbed me the wrong way. I don't like that. Yeah. Like, the big fake nose does not need to be there. <laughs> and then, like, uh, like he'll do, like, some, he'll, like, do something where he's, like, just talking about, like, a case he w- used to work on where I was, like, oh, I'm kind of get- getting into this. And then, like, out of nowhere, he'll just, like, throw some weird thing where he goes cross-eyed out of nowhere. And you're just, yeah. like, why? Like, you're trying, like, the, 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 the serious things that you're trying to add to this character are just totally overshadowed by... The goofy bullshit that you're trying to put yeah, into it where yeah. I'm like, I'm not even listening to what you're saying because you're just so fucking out there and yeah, dumb. I've already tuned out of whatever you're saying because it, it's already going on forever. Like, his yeah. scenes are the longest scenes in the movie. Like, they are so boring. And even if they're not, they feel like the longest scenes yeah. in the movie. Here's, okay. I, I will say that this movie has done something that I don't think a movie has ever done to me before where it presented it presented a scene to me that made me want to completely dismiss the movie altogether and even just leave the room like I was so uncomfortable really yeah what is that the fucking the the scene with Johnny Depp and the Michael Parks character on the porch in the log oh, cabin oh my god there's no need for it and no. everything they say to each other it is just gobbledygook garbage. Yeah. That makes no sense. Like, how many times do he say there's a there's like a, there's a spider in my pee-pee chamber yeah. or whatever? Like, what are you talking about? Why is this involved? 
There's no reason for yeah, it. That, and like the Michael <laughs> Pars character doesn't even act like how he acts in the fucking movie. No. It was just like a different persona or whatever yeah. he was doing at the time or this I don't know. This scene was like the perfect storm of they filmed it. Somebody watched it and yeah. said Okay, let's put this in the movie. <laughs> Somebody else watched it and said, "Yeah, okay, let's put this in the movie." And it got put in the movie. Yeah. It <laughs> uh, He br- okay, the inspector Johnny Depp's character brings up like I think I've met this guy before in the past, yeah. but I wasn't sure it was him. And I'm like, "Okay." And they just flash back to this scene that was like 2 years ago. And then they play off this huge long scene that goes nowhere. Nothing. Like, yeah. It could have. <laughs> oh the one God. thing that this scene brings up, he could have said it. He could have said as, yeah, I brought up this guy. Like he brings up a hockey player that he did not bring up earlier. That's it. The rest of it was like the dude talking about a fucking spider biting his dick in a fucking toilet. And then. Ugh, like, legit, uh, as we were watching it, I was about ready to turn to you and say, what the fuck are we watching right now? Because <laughs> I remember, I remember like, uh, Chelsea Danger was, like, like on her computer or whatever for the, for the bigger part of the movie. And then she came back for this, and, like, I wanted, I almost wanted to apologize to her. Yeah, I, well, I wanted to apologize <laughs> the whole time, because she didn't want to watch this movie at all from second one. Yeah. And I'm like... We'll just get through it. It'll be fine. And we started watching some parts. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm glad she's not in the room for a chunk of this. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. This was legit. Like, it felt so out of – even, like, this movie wasn't that great. And it felt so bad it was out of place of this movie. <laughs> it did. really did. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It was just – I – like, if I was by myself, I would have – I think I would have just fast forwarded through it. Like I was uncomfortable yeah. watching it. Yeah. Um <laughs> also uh I think the only reason Johnny Depp is in this movie unless he just does everything now, which I wouldn't like surprise me, but his daughter's in the movie as well. Yeah. And as well as Kevin Smith's daughter as the two clerks. Yeah. In the Canadian convenience store or whatever yeah. I'm which get, you which will is gonna see gonna be a lead into yoga hosers yeah, which is a yoga hosers but what i saw of that was dog shit like i don't yeah i don't care like that's so okay when we watched that interview with kevin smith like if i did not see anything on yoga hosers i would have given this movie a lot more credit because watching that it just seemed like this movie felt like this was his way of getting back into movies Uh like granted it's not perfect there's some some things in there that have potential but it it ultimately it feels like a movie that he could build off of like okay i did this it didn't turn out like anywhere near perfect but there's some things i can work with that i can work with in the future yeah and then i don't know and i watch this then i see the trailer for yoga hose and it's like it feels like you took all of the worst things from this movie (laughs) and then just Built on that in this movie, it didn't feel like you learned your lesson at all. It just felt like you're just, I don't even know what. I don't, I don't know even either. know what you're doing. And he's got another one coming out after that called Moose Jaws. Yeah. Which I'm not going to judge that because I haven't seen anything I, on it yet. Right. Maybe that could be the one where he gets his spark of of uh, of like creativity and actually works with it. But it just seems like he took all of the worst things from from Tusk and <laughs> threw them into yoga hosers. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. This movie was something else. I don't know. Like But I uh, I I do feel like there is like you can extract something good out of it. If it was just reworked a little bit. Yeah. Like I feel like they if they invested if they took the comedy out of it, I think I would have liked this a lot more. Because yeah. there is so much forced comedy. I feel like if they would have... Well, yeah, there, if, there's not a lot. Well, and I say there's not a lot. There's, like, not a lot that made me laugh. Yeah. But the... I feel like if they... If they didn't make it, like, a comedy horror mashup, which, yeah. which it kind of is. Like, yeah. that's what he was going for. It just kind of made it straight horror and had, like, just so little levity through it. 
it would have been a lot better, but it it didn't do that. Yeah, like I uh I would say like to to, to pull up like the pulp fiction thing again. Like um uh fucking so like if pulp fiction was just kind of like if like the tone changes in that were just kind of like they weaved in and out, like a movie like this like Tusk, it felt like it was someone flipping a switch on and off. Like they switched to boom, suspense, and then they flipped it to comedy, then they flipped it to suspense, and they flipped it to comedy. Like it never felt like you were weaving in it. It didn't feel like a comedy horror movie. It felt like a horror movie that switched to a comedy movie that switched to a horror movie that switched to a comedy movie. Like it did not feel like it felt so disjointed in that, in that sense. Like I was not a big fan of that at all. Yeah. Um, I was I was gonna bring up like this reminded me a lot of Human Centipede. Yeah, it reminded in the me way that, that it was brought up and like the body horror stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> and this kind of like tackles in the same sense of why like Human Centipede is that like it's split into two different movies where the first movie is like the horror of are these people gonna get out of this? Yeah, and then when it's past that, then you're exposed to the horror of this is the rest of their life. Yeah, and like I like that sense of the movie. Where like he kind of stuck to that, but in all honesty, he could have ripped that off from Human Centipede for all like for all I know. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> but um, like uh, based off of this and uh, Human Centipede, and like it seems like there's like a big um, like a big trend in like taking things that are very obscure or like very like socially inappropriate, and then like uh putting a spotlight on it where it's like I'm like imagine there's somebody that sees this and doesn't see it in the way that society sees it like uh that kind of makes me more excited to see Swiss Army Man yeah okay yeah <laughs> like imagine like Swiss Army Man like this kind of like gave me like this thought where like Okay, so this guy that's trapped on a desert island who has no means of escape, like, on the verge of killing himself, finds, like, a dead body that has the means of basically giving giving him whatever he wants. It just so happens to be through his boner and his farts. (laughs) Yeah. Like, imagine, like, imagine, like, how that guy will see boners and farts for the rest of his life as compared to everyone around him. Yeah. Like, Boners and farts would be the most beautiful thing to him in his entire life <laughs> because they saved his life. Yeah. Whereas people around him would be like, huh, boners and farts. Yeah. Like, that's, I think there's a lot of, like, it seems like there's, like, a lot of experimental, like, art filmmaking just based off of, like, what people see as obscure and obscene and gross and funny and then framing it in a sense where imagine if that's what a person sees as, like, their saving grace. Yeah. Like, I like that. Also, the epic mealtime dude was awesome in this. He was really good. Harley <laughs> Mornstein or yeah. whatever. He, yeah, he was he's really like a, he's He could legit try, he could legit make money being the discount Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I really like him. Like, in any movie that I see him in, he yeah. just pretty much plays the exact same. Like, he, I think he was the only funny thing in this movie. Yeah, he was really good. To be honest. And he was in it for, like, two minutes. Yeah. But he was good. And the one last thing I have to say is, um, even though it's not a good movie, the foreshadowing to the whole walrus thing was actually really good. Yeah. Like um when they when uh when uh, Justin Long and Haley Joel Osment are playing foosball, mm-hmm. like imagine like it's a dude with a fin for legs. Oh shit, I didn't <laughs> even put that together. <laughs> and then uh he has a mustache, which is like whiskers like a walrus yeah, has. Yeah, I and put his that. name is Wallace. Yeah, I got that. I liked the um when uh Justin Long that first night that he spends with him, he gets drugged yeah. by the guy. Mm-hmm. And then you see him in the morning and he's like sharpening like what you think is like a walrus tusk. Yeah. But it ends up it's being his, his leg, leg bone. Gets, and I'm oh, like, oh, shit. Yeah. So that was I like that part. Like there is cool stuff in there. Yeah. It's just it's so disjointed with all those other bullshit. Yeah. But I don't know. So. I mean, I, I have nothing else to say about Tusk. Yeah, I'm. I've, like, I've exhausted I, I'm not it. even like glad to say that I saw it. Like, 
but like I I liked all the behind the scenes stuff. Like I liked that part of it. Yeah. And I could that's the that's what I've said before on the last podcast. Like mm-hmm. that's what I like about Kevin Smith. Like he's yeah. very influential in making people feel creative and you get to see his creative process through the whole thing. Yeah. And so that's that's really interesting to me. But then on like this like I said, if if I did not know anything about the next movie that he's making, Yoga Hosers, I would have a lot more appreciation for this. Like this is like his, this is his his way of jumping back into the filmmaking pool. Yeah. And it's not perfect. It's nowhere near perfect. But it's like, okay, now I have something to build off of from here that's going to be better. Yeah. But it, it looks like the next thing is going to be a lot worse. Like so it's like what have you clerks? Yeah. So it's like <laughs> what have you learned from this? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What would you uh, grade Tusk? Man. Like I said, if I did not know, not know anything about yoga hoses, I'd give this a lot more credit and give it like a D. But yeah. this is a full-blown fuck you. A fail. <laughs> I, I'm more optimistic. I would give it a D. I feel like there's some good parts in there. It's still like not good, though. <sighs> yeah. But I, the, I can't lie and say there's not things in there I liked. Yeah. So. I give it a D. Like the things, like even the things that I like, the fact that I, he doesn't really build off of that even either. It was like, I don't know. All right. Well, still not a, still not a great score. Yeah. <laughs> Average score of a D minus. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there you go. That's Tusk. Yeah. There you go. In a nutshell. If anyone else saw Tusk, uh, let us know. what you think of it? I mean, our, Review was, I think, pretty thorough. We picked out some good parts of it. Yeah, we let you know what we didn't like. If you saw, what did uh, what did you uh, what did you think? Let us know. Yeah. You can comment on the Facebook. You can comment on SoundCloud, Twitter. You can do all that kind. Like of stuff. even the tense scenes in it didn't make a lot of sense. Like why was a <laughs> cell back, phone right there? back into it? <laughs> I was gonna, like, why, why was a cell phone there? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. Like, why didn't you hide or break his cell phone? Yeah, you have it right out on a shelf. It was like they just put it there, stuck on this tense scene where it's like, oh, he might come back at any time. <sighs> but then, like the whole time they were doing that, I was like, why is it there? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like Justin Long never used a wheelchair before. Ugh. <laughs> 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 Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to join us on social media, do so at Review Review Pod on Twitter. If you happen to be a Facebooker, do that uh, at Review Review Pod on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at our host site at ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com, but you don't have to listen to just there. We are also on a multitude of platforms such as Google Podcasts, Alexa Devices, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. If you happen to be an Apple user, rate and review us there, because if you like the show, that helps other people find the show as well. If you want to write in, do so at ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening again. We'll see you next time. And we're off.